0: Tolbert, and Billy Martin
1: and the Yankees want the bat. Look at Martin. Well, what they're talking about, Frank, is that he's got too much pine tar, and
2: uh,
1: you've got to have a certain amount of distance from
0: the trademark and the bat and the pine tar. And Nettles is leaving the field as if the game is over.
1: Oh, no, he's just coming in. I'm not sure. Uh, they might have a legitimate uh, gripe. They might be going to call George Brett out. Well,
2: he is. He's out. Yes, right. Brett is out. Look at. Get this. Brady is out and the
3: team is back. He is out and having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Too Much Pod Tart. As we're, just, we're pretty much flying through the weeks now, as we're now. We're, on our i think what is it 7th 7th week of the show already and I'm your host Alex Keeler on Twitter at keelerscorecrow at K I E L A R scorecrow and today I have with me Joey Ricoda on that riot 326 on on Twitter and John Supi Superwitch on Twitter at uh, i'm that supi85
1: what's going so on I'm sure
3: everyone's... So I'm sure everyone's tired after that uh, after that long weekend here. We had we had that four overtime game in the NBA, and then 18 innings last night for Mets Brewers. So I, I, it was a long weekend, and then Soupy, you got a, you've had a pretty long weekend too. I so. did, you know.
1: Like again, I was um, I wasn't watching the Mets Brewers game last night, but uh, I was kind of keeping track mm-hmm. of it. And I saw 18 innings, and I'm like, I, yeah. I, the, I don't feel I I don't feel for the. Uh, crowd standing there because that's their choice i don't feel for the players because it's their own fault they're not getting any runs i felt for the production team that has to sit there with no choice and broadcast this entire game because literally earlier that day um yukon university of connecticut had a double header against wichita state and it was two nine inning games. So I myself had to work uh production for an eighteen inning game. And I and it's exhausting. It's great. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not one of those that's I'm not gonna complain. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm not gonna complain about uh getting getting paid to hang out at a baseball stadium for for, you know, eight hours. But it does. It you know, it, it gets a little exhausting, but again, it's I, I love doing it, so but I, I'm just saying, I felt for the production team.
3: Mm. Yeah. So, how was your your guys' this week? This week, did we they have a good week here? Yeah, it was great. I well,
0: mm-hmm. you had to work. I mean, you know, it's a normal week, but yeah, yeah like, you know, I, I I'm I'm a little bit uh I don't know. I'm feeling a little weird today because I, I went I clean shaved last night, so it's like um you know I, I look like I'm 14. Um, I actually
1: I feel a lot better it's like I'm lighter all of a sudden <laughs> i <laughs> I just shaved like I had the big burly beard i I think I went I was probably like four months without shaving my beard i I shaved it I trimmed it I'm never going to be clean shaven I will never be clean shaven <laughs> That's what I, will, I,
2: see.
1: I will look like <laughs> an ugly I will look like a ugly alien baby if oh, I ever you- shave. So I will never fully shave, but I trimmed down the beard. Yeah, it, you look, it, it, your face feels naked.
0: I'm somewhat. telling you, right now, it's, I thought, okay, so I went, I think the last time I I went clean shaven was like December, and I, I, I don't like doing it. Like, I do not like doing it. I just, I just usually like trim, you know, just nice. All right, we'll leave a little bit of hair. Like, I don't want to look like a little boy. But I did it because I was like, I don't know. I just I felt like I was too much to take care of for a minute, and I was just like, "Let's just." Mm-hmm. I'm regretting it. I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, "Who is this guy?"
1: I mean, <laughs> see, the good thing about me is if I shave at noon, I'll have a five o'clock shadow by 12.05. So I, oh, I, I can grow. I grow. I grow facial hair pretty fast. I wish I could grow hair on the top of my head fast or at all, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I, I digress.
3: It's, it's coming. <laughs> The thing is with me, I can't grow uh, facial hair for shit. Like I have like a curse in my family. We can't, nobody in my family can grow hair, grow facial hair. Like my, well, my grandfather can, but like my dad's side of the family can't at all. Like he he doesn't have good facial hair. My, his, his dad didn't really have any. I mean, you can get
1: the, you know, now, nowadays they got like implants and stuff. You can get like hairs implanted into your face or like they do like the, the face painting. Like it looks like little hairs mm. that they paint on your face. You could you could paint your beard if you want. <laughs> it's, it's it's getting to that point. It really is it's
0: ridiculous. I I can you know what I can grow facial hair pretty damn fast. It just it won't be like I feel like I do have the five o'clock shadow now, but mm-hmm. taking maybe a full day, not like by noon. But um, yeah, it's it'll be back by like Wednesday. I'll have yeah. you know
1: face (laughs) so i i can't really complain that much just gotta just gotta endure these couple days
0: exactly it's a little bit you know but it's all right so anyways before our like weird uh beard tangent
3: well pool is like he's gonna get he's one rbi from 2000 so we can do like a we can kind of do a bonus episode on that too yeah like any milestones or whatever do they play tomorrow, the Angels? Uh, I don't think so because they're they just played two games in Mexico. Oh yeah, okay.
1: did you see that they have? I guess they have. Um, uh, they have like logos on the helmets. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a- I hate it. It's oh um, They had I it for the that.
3: they had it for the other Mexico series too.
1: Yeah, do you I think? Know, it's, it's, the- I mean, I mean, teams now are putting on logos on. I mean, basketballs really started that for the most part that's cool. Uh, football has it too. There's some football teams that have it too. Um I don't think it's I don't besides that I don't think any other baseball teams have logos on their jerseys that I can think of off the top of my head. But the wow. thing is it's so common in every other sport I mean, in soccer, it's it, every every club has <laughs> logos on their jerseys. NASCAR is just absolutely engulfed in, in promos and sponsors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why every other sport just doesn't do that at this point. You got them all over. You got them all over the stadiums. What's wrong with putting them on the jerseys at this point?
0: Um, I think I feel like it's like uh, like more of a you know the old head type of mentality, like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Baseball is more like that than any other sport, unfortunately. I And that's why, you know, again, the viewership is down in baseball or the, the attendance is down in baseball. This was a big story the other day that what was it? Tw- uh, tw- Twelve teams had a uh, lower attendance this year than last year. I mean, again, you saw this. You saw the uh, it was the Royal Stadium only had 3000 fans. And one yeah, of them, yeah. it was raised. It was raised Royals. There was only about three thousand people in the stadium. Uh you're, you know, Tropicana only gets like five people, and that's and it, <laughs> it's it's fifteen when the Yankees or the Red Sox play. You know, Miami the same thing. That's a beautiful. That's a. I, I know a couple of people that have been a ballpark. It's a beautiful ballpark in itself. Unfortunately, it's in a shitty neighborhood. But also, like, no one cares about sports in that area
0: so uh-huh. how how long do you give it before they start like promoting the national anthem and like advertisements because i feel like that's coming like it, like this this national anthem is brought to you by like
1: you know just all that
0: stuff like i feel mm-hmm. like that's just so i'll let you, i
1: i, right? I kind of know it firsthand because i work for a minor league i work for a minor league team everything we do is has a sponsor. That's the big thing. Like if you want to pitch something, if you want to pitch a new contest, if you want to pitch a, if you want to pitch a game or something like that, the first thing they got to say is, well, if we get a sponsor, we'll do it. We have a plate, (laughs) like uh, for example, the plate meeting between umpires and coaches is sponsored by holiday Inn. We do the water. (laughs) Yeah. We do the water Rooter water break. Yeah, <laughs> and we have that's kind of that hilarious,
0: company. but like I, I, yeah, that's I every, get that. But.
1: Everything we do is sponsored. Uh, from we'll have we have strikeout promotions. So mm-hmm. like every time we did a game where every time someone struck out, uh, a certain uh, company pr- uh, gave money. Uh, we have a walks promotion. Uh, Middlesex, the Yard Goats donate twenty five dollars for every walk. To the Middlesex Hospital. Every time we have a foul ball, we have to, it's called Do the Tyndale, which I guess is some electric company, and we play like a, <laughs> a electrocution sound. Even That's... so, okay, so you know the. the like a root, <laughs>
2: I'll
1: give you one more. I'll give you one more. This is one of my favorite ones. So, like a routine pop up is called a can of corn. We have to play that. We have to play a can of corn graphic at least twice a game because it's promoted because it, the sponsor for it is Stop and Shop.
0: Um, so I mean, I would get kind of annoyed seeing it, but like I get it. We know? got.
1: We have <laughs> to play it. We have to get it in twice a game. Have to. That's a, it's it's the requirement.
0: Well, so, yeah, you, you do like, especially like on radio. Like I listen to a lot of Cubs games when I'm working. Like I can't you know physically watch them so i mean unless i want to get into it like an accident and just stream it on my phone but mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of the time i listen to it and like they all have all like everything like that too like that that's that funk the funkiest play of the game sponsored by funk away and then you know like mm-hmm. that sponsored by grand appliance but like man it sounds like they're getting really extreme with
1: like these minor league games Minor that but that's what minor leagues do because for the most mm-hmm. part you need you know, again, I the the minor league stadium I work at. Our seat capacity, I think, is seven thousand. We get about we get about three to four thousand people a game. Still, that's not enough money. It's not a lot of money generated from people coming in and buying concessions and stuff. So they need they need sponsors any way possible to, you know, pay for the stadium. Uh, to pay for, you know, to pay my salary, to pay, you know, the the vendors and all that stuff. The the organization itself, where the, it's the Colorado Rockies, they only pay so much to the actual team. I think they pay for they pay the players, um, they pay, you know, for like jerseys and and clothing and that stuff. But everything else has to be generated by the club in itself. So There yeah, you got you and gotta then get it from so yeah. Our slide of the we have a slide of the day brought to you by sliders. It's a it's a it's a it's a bar like it's a you know a, a you know sports bar. So, and then we have a and then we have a competing one, Jay Timothys. They also have a spot. It's everything we do is we we probably put in about every inning three sponsorship uh, promotions every inning at least. So. Huh. Wow. Um,
0: that's crazy. but I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you can't just, like,
1: money doesn't grow on trees. If you're not getting the attendance, like, you got to get it somewhere. Like <laughs> Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, they want to start – the big thing, you know, with the time of games. Games are – you know, they want to cut down the time of games. The big thing that they want to do is cut down commercial time in between innings. And you got to get that revenue somewhere else. So, you're going to have to pro- – you got to get through promotions and – And maybe putting jersey, you know, putting uh, sponsors on your jerseys at this point. So, with the cut down on commercials, they're going to have to find other ways to get money.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: It's just, I love, like, that's the one. I always knew that about minor leagues, that we always do these crazy promotions, but... Yeah, every, anything that a minor league team does, it has to have a sponsor. Any way they can generate money, they'll do it.
0: Mm. I'm really excited. Speaking of minor leagues, I just thought of this. Like, I'm really excited for uh, Carlos Zambrano to make his way back to the Chicagoland area. <laughs> is, he playing, is
1: he playing in the minors or is he playing independent ball?
0: Um, I think it's just independent ball, but like I heard on the radio that they said it was minor league ball with Chicago dogs and I'm not a hundred percent sure I haven't really researched it, but
1: Uh, it's, it's probably independent. I would assume. I think
0: it is. He's just trying to get a contract. Like actually, you know what? I do believe that a lot of people from that league that I was reading, I think that they have signed guys, you know, to to contracts. I, I do think you're right. Yeah. It's independent independent league and but i i'm just excited like i kind of want to make a trip out there i think it's in rosemont and i kind of just want to take a trip out
1: there and like dude that guy was so entertaining to watch like i yeah i I like zambrano i i liked him well like we have i have an independent league team i covered a little bit last year there's a there's a ton of former major leaguers like um the coach was wally bachman who you know? He played with the Mets in the '80s. He wanted. I think he was on that '86 team. He's like he was. If you look up Wally Bachman on YouTube, there's just videos of him like going ballistic, batshit nuts on umpires. It's 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 hilarious.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. What, what what when was that? When was he doing that? Going when has he been uh, going crazy? Is that recent?
1: Yeah, no, if you go look up some old videos on YouTube, because I think he was in. He's, I think he coached in the Braves minor league system. He coached with the Mets minor league system. I think now he's actually in the Mets uh, farm system again. I think he's like their single a coach now. Uh, He was, but he was with a independent league team last year that I, that I covered for a few games and I knew about him going in and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, oh, that, that was a borderline pitch. Can he go out there and – oh, I hope he goes out. Nah, but he never did. Unfortunately, <laughs> never
0: did. Unfortunately, he never did. Come on. When are you going to go out there?
1: That's what I was waiting for because I'm going – like, it's an independent league game. I'm like, oh, right, no yeah. one really cares. So, we're just watch- – I'm watching. I'm like – I look at my watch. I'm like, oh, is he ever going to go off? I'm like, by the, like the sixth inning, I'm like, you know what, uh, done. Bye. That's as, long as, hilarious. as long as I caught, as long as I got enough, for, as long as I got enough to to film, because I had to do it for a, a show. As long as I got enough to film, I was happy.
0: That's awesome. So, 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 Soupy, I don't even know if we like. I don't remember asking you this, or I don't know. I mean, you probably might have told everybody else, but like, you're you're pretty much. Are you part of the production then? Like for these games, like, are you like, you're filming and stuff, or like?
1: Yeah. So what we do is. Um we control the jumbotron the ribbon boards but then we also produce the uh the, the game so like we the games on uh vantage it's, it's called vantage sports it's mm-hmm. and so we produce the game for that channel so yeah we've got cameras i like i did the camera for the yukon games yesterday you had a double header i i was on the camera for both of those games but then the, sometimes I'll work uh, graphics. Sometimes I'll work the ribbon boards. It just kind of depends on what I'm assigned to do that day. So yeah, we do all like the game time, the ga- uh, in-game production. So
0: well, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, hey. yeah. yeah hey. so you get to like see all these uh, like budding stars and stuff like that. Like that'd be a cool job. To have.
1: Yeah, you know, like we got um, we got a couple of guys on, on the Rockies that I think are gonna be. They they they're gonna be up there in probably like three four years. Uh, like a kid, just kid Vince Fernandez. I like. He looks good. Um, uh, Colton Welker is another kid that I've been watching him. He's pretty good. Brian Servan. There's a couple guys on that team that I think uh, are probably gonna. You're gonna hear about him in a couple of years. Like last year, we had Brandon Ro- Brendan Rogers who ripped it in single A and double A. He's in triple A right now. I, he's gonna get called he
0: up. Looks he looks he looks good. Yeah, he's gonna get called yeah. up at some
1: yeah. point. Like he's again, he's my rookie of the year pick. So I don't know if, he needs to get called up soon.
0: And he better mm-hmm. get going. Yeah. yeah. But like uh-huh.
1: he's and then last year, of course, Vlad Jr. was uh Vlad Jr. came to the stadium a couple of times because uh they're in the same league. So Vlad yeah. Jr. came to I watched I watched Vlad Jr. play last year. I watched uh Bichette play and I watched Tim Tebow play. That was uh-huh. the best I gotta say, so this like for the most part again, like I said, we get about three, we get about two, three, three thousand people on a good day. I went to the game last year that I was like, oh, oh, I wanna go, you know, we're gonna go watch Tim Tebow play. I'm like, all right, let me get tickets. I got tickets like I tried to get tickets the week before. I could only get standing room seats. That's it. Like wow, the, and the game was and then eventually the game was sold out because someone tried to get tickets. Uh, that day, and you couldn't get them; they were sold out. Damn! Yeah, <laughs> to watch <laughs> for the most part to watch Tim Tebow play. Yeah. Like that was the re- that was the thing.
0: Dude, that guy's like—I mean, people can say what they want about like—I know I'm getting off on a different subject, but like, people can say whatever they want about like his football playing and like he can't throw a football and whatever. But that dude's got so much heart. Like, I I admire like people that are just like willing to like continue on like like dude and and you know what, and he's not that bad of a baseball player, honestly, like he he actually i see him going oppo and stuff, and like just from watching him like I mean, I don't think he's a real major leaguer, but he'll
1: he'll yeah, yeah, he'll never make it like, no, um he played when he played in single a yeah, he played in single a two years ago, um a friend of mine's brother plays. Sing. He played single A for the Rays at the time. So he, she just happened to be down there when they were going against Tim Tebow's team. And he, I guess, uh, she showed me the video. He crushed one to like dead center, like Damn. a four hundred foot shot. He showed me the video. He crushed it. He's got strength. Like he's got power. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, the hand-eye coordination isn't there. That's that's what it is. The hand-eye coordination isn't there because again, he never he never played baseball. I think he played in the little league. That was but it.
0: He <laughs> looks like like just from like the you know because I think he he was actually in the Mets camp this year for he's, spring he's in,
1: he, he's in their AAA. He's on their he, uh, AAA yeah. team.
0: He I dude I this might be a hot take, but I think he's gonna get called up at some point. Maybe it's not the Mets but I think he will get called up at some point, like a September up some team out of it. Like, I could see a team like the Marlins or something. Like, let's just
1: throw this kid up there. I mean, not the kid, but – Do you think you know, they'll, tra- they'll trade for him? I, I,
0: I don't know. They've done some questionable things. I don't know if they'll trade for him, but <laughs>
1: – <No. laughs> So and then the Mets would have to cut him. Right, yeah. That's yeah, what I, would think, happen. I, I don't know if the Mets will cut him. I don't know. Yeah,
0: but okay. But what if the Mets like fell out of it, like in you know, maybe they fell out of it late, like in August? I don't see that happening with them. But no, not this year. Yeah, maybe like next year or something. If you know, if their pitching is good though. So I don't. I mean, they got some some question marks going on right now, but I think the Grom's going to find it eventually. And yeah, like yeah. They're, like they're a good team. So yeah. They're not like, falling out of it, but yeah. I don't know. I could see him. Like, yeah. I just see him like making it at some point. I do Maybe it's more me rooting for him. Like, like, dude, I hope you do it. You know. But yeah, yeah. No. How long does
3: uh, How long is this contract even?
1: I I think he just goes year by year. uh okay. He's again. He's a minor league guy, so there's not a lot. You know, not a lot of minor league guys have multiple year contracts that kind of go year by year, depending on yeah. where. They're, again, depending on where they were drafted and all that. So like if you're a first round draft pick you're getting you know they'll they'll sign you it's it's more or less like they don't give you a high end contract it's your signing bonus is where you get paid. So Man. like a first rounder this year will get he'll probably get a million in you know million to 2 million salary but he'll get like an extra but like it'll total like 5 million based on his um signing bonus.
2: Hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not I'm 100 percent sure on the rules of uh of, of minor league contracts I, I again i'm not i'm not hundred percent on those so but i know like for the most part minor leagues give you you get signing bonuses and stuff like that
0: that makes sense because yeah.
1: you're not gonna like you can't really guarantee them a whole lot though like and they can then they can cut you and call it a day right they're, they're not, not gonna really, I don't think your my. I don't think – for minor leaguers, I don't think their contracts are guaranteed. I think they can just say, hey, it was nice knowing you. Have a nice day.
0: I've heard so many, like
1: – All right, so I
0: don't know if you've you've been, uh, like, what you're hearing, like, around, like, the minor league, you know, because you're there all the time. Like, I don't yeah. know who you're, like, who you're able to talk to and stuff. But, like, I've been hearing some stuff about, like, the Players Association trying to get that, like, straightened out, like, with the minor leaguers, like, trying to – they're, like, really working to – to get um, like better, I don't know, make it more ideal for like the younger guys coming. Up. I mean, I know that that's been happening, but, but like uh, as far as like guaranteed money and stuff like that, that's something that's been a big topic. Uh, I feel like.
1: I mean, the, the thing is too, though. You've got essentially almost every almost every organization has at least at least four classes. You know, some have rookie ball, low A, high A, double A, triple A. So, a lot of them have, like, systems. And if you're going to – and the, I don't know the, the roster number for all of these systems. But, you know, you have well over 100 players in your farm system. Can you really guarantee to pay all of them? It's a lot. Yeah, you, so, you
0: can't really. Like, I, I you got to be able to walk away from something because
1: yeah. otherwise
0: you can't – I mean, how are you even supposed to to get more talent in there? Like, you yeah. can't you, you're not gonna be able to afford anything, and then you have to you got to draft right, and and you're gonna try to get a star. But like, even if you're gonna try to do like uh, get somebody from overseas or something, like you can't. I, I don't know. I, well, no, I well,
1: like, again, inter- international signings are a lot different than. Um, oh, that's and, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. That doesn't have anything to do with that, but. Um yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they they got to be able to walk away from something
1: though. Like I, I know like a lot of these guys maybe make like the, the low end players probably make between 30 and 50 and then the higher end players can make six figures. You know, especially like high draft picks like the the person I know, he was a third round pick. So, he uh, about 700 like, I think his total contract was about $750,000. I'm not 100% sure on that but through I think what I've been told. So he was well off and he's been well off. He's saved his money so he's he's got money but then but like some of his teammates you know barely have money for rent you know because they're not they, you know and then of course some of them have to rely on you get an allowance in the minor leagues. You get an allowance to like go out for dinner and, or go get groceries for yourself and stuff like that. Some of those people are kind of like blow through that money really quick and they have no money for food or anything. Well, he's sitting fine because he's got money saved up. So it, it, the minor league system, again, yeah, I, maybe they're going to try to work on something. But, yeah, it's kind of it's, – it's an, again, it's an interesting thing because you have hundreds of players there and you got to pay them all. No.
0: That's funny that you mm-hmm. actually. It's like um, I, I have less knowledge about it, way less knowledge about it than you do, I'm sure. But like, yeah, there's this one dude here that like he's from my hometown, and uh, he got he had a minor league contract with the White Sox, and he like blew his whole pay on a brand new truck. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He's not. I don't think he's signed anymore. But and I mean, I'm not saying any names, but that's. It's something that
1: happened, that, from what I heard. I'm sure, right. like he probably yeah. thought, like, "Oh, I I got drafted the majors. I got I got all this money. Before you know, I'm going to be a millionaire." It Doesn't happen to everybody. Like right, again, the, the kid, the kid I know, he was a third round pick uh, five years ago, and you know, he's 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 had some struggles, but he's doing better. He's doing better now. He's had some struggles. He's doing better. Uh, and, and not everything is guaranteed, you know. Hmm. I know. I played baseball in high school. I played baseball in high school a little bit in college. Like some of the kids I played with uh, in in high school were great players, great pitchers, great hitters. Some of them got drafted. You know, I know a couple kids who got drafted out of high school. They didn't make it anywhere. You know, it's tough. Yeah, it. it, it, yeah, it this is just, like it's the hardest sport to do it in. Like baseball, there's so many
0: people that play. Mm-hmm and like I, I still feel like i'm good and i'm 28 years old but like i i know i'm i'm never going to be good enough to
1: make it in the big league like that's it's like it's insane how how, nah. how much out like, i was a good i was a i was a good hitter uh i was a, i was an okay i had a good arm i was an okay fielder but i had a good arm i was a really good hitter i was a power lefty i wasn't even i wasn't even good enough to play d1 i play, i uh I got offers for D2, D2 and D3. So I ended up going D2, and I didn't play that long because I just – I got her, and then uh, my grades weren't that good. So see,
0: I look at that as good, though. Like, that's yeah. D, D2. Yeah, that's that's legit. Like I mean, that's hard yeah. to even get that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But then I know, like – because, again, like, you, uh, being from Connecticut, everyone talks about some – like, everyone talks about Carl Pavada. So in high school, Carl Mm -hmm. Pavano was Mm -hmm. the pitcher. Okay, everyone thought Carl Pavano. Carl Pavano was the shit. He was, but the thing was, he was a lazy fuck. From what everybody, from what I've been told by people, he he never. Mm -hmm. He knew he was the stud pitcher. He knew he was the stud. Like here's the thing, he knew, so he never worked out. He relied straight up on his gift of an arm. And look when – I mean, he made, a, he made some money. You know, the Yankees <laughs> paid his ass. But, but he wasn't – but he didn't make it any. He didn't really make it that far.
3: So uh-huh.
1: – But he really didn't have a, a promising career. He, it could have been better if he actually, like, tried from what yeah. I've been told. And then also yeah. everyone mm-hmm. talks about uh, Jeff Bagwell's also. Jeff Bagwell, which I played – I used to play against Jeff Bagwell's high school. So that's who Jeff Bagwell is everything. And he, he uh, nobody. Uh, there's a story on Jeff Bagwell. I'll, I'll find it for next time. But there's like a story about Jeff Bagwell that like he got, he never got recruited anywhere. Nobody thought he could be any kind of player. And I think like he got he, some, some school like took a shot at him. In college, and then you know he got drafted and stuff like that. I got, I got, I'll find it. But
3: the other day, uh, Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs, he pitched an amazing game, phenomenal uh, performance. He had a complete game shutout and only pitched eighty-one, uh, only had eighty-one pitches, and you know that was you call that a Maddox. So at any time that a pitcher throws a complete game shutout with underneath, un- I mean underneath under 100 pitches, um, it's called a Maddox. So, you know, we can go back and talk about some of the other pitchers who have done that. And it's, the last Cub to do was actually Collar Zambrano, which uh, Joey brought up earlier about him ma- trying to make a comeback. So some other guys, that was back in 2009. So who are some other pitchers that pitchers that have done have achieved like a Maddox well, in their he- careers? Wow. Like, that's crazy mm-hmm. that you brought up uh,
0: Zembrano about that. I didn't even find yeah. that, and that's that was. Yeah, I
1: just
3: I just looked it up and I was like, I found it. I was like, oh shit.
1: Yeah, I know. I know he had a game mm-hmm. like that too. I mm, I, I was... remember that.
0: The one that I was thinking about though was John Lieber. Um, yeah, Ooh, John, John mm-hmm. Lieber. I I met him and he, like, I got a picture when I was really young, like I don't know, maybe ten, eleven years old. But one of my first games. Well, not first games, but I, probably like my third game. My mom t- every year my mom used to take me to a Cubs Cardinals game, and it just happened to be that he was coming out and signing autographs like afterwards by the parking lot. And I've got a nice picture mm-hmm. where he's kneeling down. And John Lieber, I think he, I, I believe his was like a seventy six or seventy eight pitch, um, complete game shutout. But yeah, he was like the nicest guy in the world. That's yeah. it, it's just super cool. I just had to share that. Yeah, that's cool.
3: Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I found it was seventy eight. Yeah, seventy eight oh. pitches. Okay, cool. Yeah, seventy eight.
1: Um, uh, in two thousand seven, Aaron Cook, he had a seventy four pitch. Uh, he had a seventy four pitch win in the Rockies over the Padres, and then I looked this one up. Charles Red Barrett. Oh yeah. The of the Boston Braves, fifty eight pitches. To beat the Cincinnati Reds two to nothing.
0: God damn. So he, he faced two batters over the minimum too. Just to add on to that. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. That's that's, mean, an, that's, that's an that's an average for uh, batter.
1: Yeah. Is there two, ever been the yeah. a perfect? Yeah. I'm sure there's been uh, there's had to have been perfect games. Mo- like I would say, like
0: uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I I didn't. Nothing. I
1: I just looked up what were the lowest pitches for uh, a complete game, and those are these are the results. Like, yeah, I didn't look anything up about perfect games, no hitters, or anything.
0: Same. You yeah. Know. Yeah, that's what I did. Says Eddie Joss from the Cleveland Naps holds the record for fewest pitches in a perfect in a perfect game with the win. Uh, hold on a second. With seventy four pitches.
3: Holy shit. Wow.
0: Perfect game. That's crazy.
3: That's insane.
0: So I, I don't even know. I honestly this probably sounds really stupid, but I've never even heard of the Cleveland
1: Naps. What so, year was this? Nineteen oh four?
3: Um what yeah. Some or maybe eighteen something. <laughs> it's
0: probably <laughs> I mean I know it's before my time. Uh, but that's I feel like we should talk about Hendricks though for a second. Like, oh yeah, we can go. We can do that. This dude, like he earned Maddox or er, Maddox. Not, not, he did the Maddox, so now I'm gonna say Maddox. But uh, <laughs> he earned Madden's trust. Trust Joe Madden's trust over the years. Like he wasn't somebody that that Madden really wanted to go deep because he felt like the second, the third time through the order, like this is something that's gonna get rocked. And this is a common theme and something that you're seeing, you know, around baseball, really. Like guys that don't have huge strikeout stuff. And honestly, I feel like Hendricks could strike out more. I mean, we saw at least once this year where he had uh, a strikeout game over ten. Um, you know, he could strike out more batters if he wanted to, but he's he's really is like adopting this. And that's why this game fits him in- because he's been somebody that's been compared to Maddox, you know, for a while. Basically, since he came into the league and he had so much success late in the season, I believe it was two thousand fourteen. He had so much success that year and just kind of stuck around. Like he wasn't supposed to be this this dude that he is. I mean, as dominant as he, is, he has been, I mean, he even in Game Seven of the World Series, he only pitched four and two thirds innings. But he only gave earned run. That was his fault. Two or, or two runs, but one of them was after he left the game. But one of them one earned. But you know, it's just he could have he could have lasted longer in that game. That was his game. And I think a lot of that even Madden pulling him in that game. I mean I know we're just talking about one game. But pulling him in the game, it didn't make sense to me. And the Cubs won that World Series in spite of Joe Madden because Hendricks was rolling, you know. So this guy is—he's—he's he, he's used to big game situations. The guy can pitch. He—he he really knows how to hit his spots. He started really slow this year, you know. He had some some, some struggles. He had one decent outing, and then you know, another eighty-one pitch masterpiece. But I mean, you know, he finished third in Cy Young voting in two thousand sixteen. Led the majors in ERA. in 2016. He's got a career ERA of 3.10, a 5.8% career walk rate, less than one home run per nine innings, Uh, six starts this year. Just the last start, he had a 5.33 ERA going into the game. Now he's got a 3.93. But his ERA for his career, the 3.10, guess what uh, Greg Maddox's career ERA was? 3.10. 3.16. So I'm not saying anything, and there's a lot of time. I mean, he's got to pitch until he's like 42. You know, because that's what Maddox did. I mean, he he came in Uh, earlier. He started, I think, mm -hmm. 20 years old. And, I mean, Maddox was just a He was just a freak. I mean, he used to throw his bullpen sessions blindfolded. And he used to blindfold the catcher at times, his bullpen catcher, and he just stick his glove out and say, hit the spot. And then the the, the coach that was in the he just say, when the ball was halfway there, just say, okay, it's coming, and he'd just anticipate the ball being there, and Maddox would just hit the glove. But, you know, so he's not, mm. you, you can't compare a Hall of Famer like Maddox to, you know, right now, at least in their careers. But, um, it's just crazy. Like, I just see so many similarities. Like, you know, they just do, the, the speed on their pitches. I mean, the changeup that runs, you know, like from the, from the left-handed batter, it runs back over the plate. You know, it, it's just – it's so fun to watch them pitch. Like, it, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I'll, I'll take the dominating pitchers that, you know, throw 98 and got nasty sliders and all that. But somebody that knows how to pitch – just can hit their spot and just get good enough movement and just induce contact, take advantage of, of hitters' aggressiveness, that's fun to watch. I love that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Especially because – and I think – and this is just the era that baseball is going through right now. I feel like the art of hitting, the art of pitching has kind of – I'm not saying it's dead, but it's, it's, it's not as prevalent in the game – As it once was, I think now, again, when you're looking for a pitcher, you want to see that, you know, does he throw in the mid to upper 90s? Does he have a nasty, you know, does he have a nasty slider that he can change? You know, that's, you know, five to six miles per hour slower to fool the pitchers, you know, to fool the hitter. And the same thing with hitters now, it's either they they hit a home run, they walk or they strike out. They're not working counts. They're not. A lot of them aren't shortening their swings on two strikes. A lot of them aren't thinking. Well, okay, this this pitcher usually does that. I. It's more or less. Well, you know, there's a runner on first. I got to get him in, so I'm going to try to hit the ball out of the park. And that's why, guys. That's why. That's why. For the most part, pitchers have outrageous strikeout numbers because everybody strikes out. And that's not the way Kent uh, Hendricks is. He's not a strikeout guy. But he – and I think his art of pitching is kind of helping because he knows where to play the weakness of the hitter. And I think that works out better than a guy who's just going to try to zip it in 100 miles an hour.
0: Just imagine, just for a second, if more of these guys that threw as hard as they did, you know, the power pitchers that already are dominant, just imagine for – or not even the ones that are dominant, just the power pitchers. Just imagine for a second if they learned how to pitch and locate and dropped like two mu- – maybe even just mm-hmm. the pass per hour from their fastball, from their slider, from their cutter, from their changeup. Just imagine how much better – I mean, pitching is already dominating. Yeah. You know? We're seeing it. I mean, yeah, got the big home run numbers this year, and, and I mean, you know, we could talk about the juice ball and stuff like that, which I do think there is something there, because even Rob Manfred, you know, he, he kinda just said that it's variating the way that they're like creating these balls and stuff like that. But you know, it, it's it sounds weird, <laughs> like it just his explanation of this stuff. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, well, that's something's fishy. But I mean, you're seeing it already. The pitching is dominating, so why not level the playing field? If these guys, even for a second, drop for drop two miles per hour lower on all their pitchers, I mean, just look at how fun that that would be. Like, I mean, maybe not for like the casual fans, but like for for us, like I feel like, man, we're gonna see. We would see something incredible. We would probably see outings like this. You know, a lot more often Thematic
1: sense. You know,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But and
1: I, and I think it's just the era that we're going through right now. I it, I think eventually, and it, it just everything oh uh, everything changes. Um, I mm-hmm. think more or less now teams are going to combat by playing. You know, you already see it in some like the Royals are really they're big on playing small ball because again they play into their they they play to what they have. They don't have big uh, sluggers in their lineup. So they play a lot of small ball. And I think at some point, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to, it's going to change. It's just the, it's just the era that we're going through in baseball. Everyone's the thing is, yeah.
3: I was just going to say, the thing is like major, the major league baseball, like Rob Manfred and, and everything, like they have to let the game change on its own because you can't, like, do all these rule changes. Like, they're trying, I think in the independent leagues, they're trying out this stupid rule where they, you know, they ban the shift. There was this, like, rule in the end. Of, like, they're doing that. If they, if they actually have a shift in a game and they hit it there and it, it's an out, like, they, they get the out from the shift, then they're going to – they call that him safe because they hit it. They were shifting, which is, like, retarded. I mean, but, like,
1: the, the best way to combat the shift, again – learn how to hit the opposite field. Thank you. That's exactly, yes. Uh, And again, like, again, and you, if you talk to some of these guys, like these, you know, the players that knew how to hit, they would talk about, yep, I would hit so many balls to right field, so many to left, so many to center, and I would call it out. I mean, Tony Gwynn, to me, is one of the best hitters. Of all yeah. time,
0: absolutely, and, I, and that goes—he
1: to me is almost like the Greg Maddox of hitting. He uh, yeah. play, he put the ball wherever he wanted. He, you know, if 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 that pitcher was trying to pitch him low and away, guess what? He's going to stick his bat head out and loop it over the third, uh, loop it over the third baseman. If he's going to go hard in, guess what? He's going to tuck his hands in, get the head of the bat out. And hit it into right field. That's just the way Tony Quinn was. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: there's part of part of me wants to like just well, Rob, man. I just I don't, I don't understand. I just I want to like somebody get through to him, like, dude. You're not even on social media. Like you're, your your fan social media. Like I I don't understand. But but like when it comes to all this stuff. I feel like you gotta have like a good mix. Like I feel like teams will adapt. Like like Soupy said. Like we're in that era. Like teams, you, they need to adapt and have like a nice mix. Like hitters that put the ball in play, make good solid contact, know how to hit, hit opposite field. Hit the ball pitch, You know, and then power hitters. Like it. That's where the game has. Been. Mm-hmm. But that's where it also. I feel like that's where it's best. Like when you just have guys that up and down your lineup are. Just home run, walk, or bust. You know, like yeah. it's more productive when you get the guys that are walking. That those guys, if they don't hit a home run, they can still drive that guy in just from taking mm. by taking what's given to them. Oh,
3: no. Yeah, and that's why uh, DJ Mayhew, He was like the most underrated signing of the off season for the Yankees. Like he, he was the Yankees signed him, and it kind of went on the radar. Like. Everybody's like, oh, talking about Machado, Machado, uh, Harper, and then like they signed him, and it's like he's like been the most important player to the Yankees so far this season like, with all these injuries. Mm-hmm. Like he, all he does is just hit and drive and runs, and he's a really important part of their team right now. So,
1: and I, you know, I'm I'm gonna say I was one of the proponents of that that signing, and I, 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 yeah. I fully admit I ate my own words. He's played a lot. I thought he was gonna be, you know, coming from Coors. I'm like. He's a home ballpark guy. He, you know, he had the benefit of course, but he has played really, he's played really well with the Yankees. He really has. But, but yeah. I mean, that guy, the guys like that, like, I
0: mean, you know, not to just, you know, bury you right now, but like guys like that that are like contact hitters, I mean, they really transfer well ball, ballpark to ballpark. I mean, you know, like I, I feel like, I mean, he was a draft pick by the Cubs, like, and I'm a little upset that you guys have a now. <laughs> Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week could definitely like use him, but I mean, we don't really need the help right now. We're getting really good production on a second base. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, guys like that, they they transfer better than like some. I feel like the power hitters. That, you know, you're you're seeing it maybe from like Brian Dozier and like guys like that. Like guys that mm-hmm. transfer to like bigger ballparks that are home run hitters. Like some sometimes they. And you know they might have like a one year or something waiting for power, and then they, they go somewhere else, and it's like, well, some of those home runs they were just barely leaving the yard, mm-hmm. you know. And when they go somewhere else, it's like uh, all of a sudden that becomes warning track, you know. So like the contact hitters, like those guys, they really they're just pretty decent anywhere, you know. Yeah. Well,
1: go, well, let's go with another. Let's go with another example. The Yankee, a Yankee example. Derek Jeter. He was one uh, of the he was the uh, probably one of the best opposite field hitters of all time. That he just knew how to spray it into right, and you got the benefit of the short porch. So if he ever got you know he puts good wood on that bat, he hits it just into that short porch, and you know, and he played it. He played it better than anybody else. I think that for a right-handed yeah. hitter.
0: Yeah, he definitely Mm -hmm. took advantage of that. He's – man, Jeter, it's just like not enough words can be said about that, dude.
1: I mean, again, he got – he was Mr. November because he hit a opposite field home run just over that right field short porch. So –
3: Yeah, we could – and going into like our next topic here, that's – you know, the next topic here is going to be we're making up idioms. So, like, because you know, the we talked about the Maddox, mm-hmm. uh, as that being a complete game out under 100 pitches? So, um, you know, we can call it. We can even <laughs> say somebody that goes the opposite way that could be like a jitter. You know, they're a Jeter pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That that was one of mine that I I thought of. Um, so we have everybody knows about the Mendoza line when when you hit under 200, you're it's the Mendoza line. That's that was named after uh Mario Mendoza he was one that fr- frequently hit under under 200 his his teammates kind of started that whole thing and then so, yeah so everybody knows about that and and the Maddox. but uh MLB, we actually got this idea from MLB network i was watching the other night they were doing they were talking about some of them and um the one they did was what was it hamilton they yeah, they they said Scoring from second on a sack fly is Hamilton, because that's what Billy Hamilton did earlier mm-hmm. this year. So what are what are some of the ones that you guys came up with for this? That's insane, by the way, the Hamilton thing. <laughs> he did.
0: Yeah. yeah, go ahead. If you want me to go ahead and do mine, I, I have, uh, I, I've, got a, I've got a few of
2: them, actually.
0: First, I feel like we should shout out Johnny, who's uh, the head of the Scorecrow, you know, creator. Um, but he had one that he shared with the group chat. He couldn't be on the pod today, but um, he had the Joey Gallo, which is anytime you have a, a it's a TTO, which is a three true outcome or true, yeah, three true outcomes, which is home run, strikeout, or walk, and fifty-eight point six percent, according to him. This is after Friday's games. This is what he calculated on, you know, fifty-eight point six percent of his career plate appearances were TTA.
2: Jesus,
0: which is crazy. to me. Like fifty-eight point six percent. That's I don't know that it doesn't get more of you know that that's that that's the Joey Gallo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a couple other ones that I that I, I guess. One of them is one that I'm not coming up with, but I just feel like we should mention it. But I, I found this article on ESPN.com by Sam Miller. Um, he called the true win, you know, like Syndergaard had. I um, feel that was this past week. Um, the true win. It, I, he's calling it the bo- a Bob Gibson, or the Bob Gibson, which Gibson did it six times, which was more than anybody else, and we might never. I mean, that, I think it's pretty safe to say that we'll probably never see six true wins again by somebody because of the NL and the AL, you know, being split up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a yeah. possibility that the DH might get installed in the NL and, you know, pitchers won't be able to hit. But getting a true win, which is an absolutely dominant performance by Syndergaard, but um, getting a true win, you have to – it's not just – you know, like you can't get it by knocking in a, a run and holding the opponents to less runs, or you know, like getting a shutout. You have to hit yourself in more times than the the opposition scores. So basically, the pitcher has to hit a home run at least one and hold the, the opposing team to zero runs, or hit like two home runs and hold them to one run. And the fact that mm-hmm. did that six times, I mean, I feel like that's a Bob Gibson. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. What's crazy. Definitely. Um, and then the the last one I had was uh, the Javier Baez, which there's a lot of things that Baez does on the field that you could probably call the Javier Baez because he just makes a new highlight reel like, every single game or like you just you're not expecting it and he just does it. Or you pretty much just have to look for it and it's like, while there's something new, like, I I don't know. I've never seen it before, but the swim move that he does when he's on the bases, and this is something that, I mean, I'm sure you guys have probably seen like highlights and stuff of it or watched the games and seen it, but the swim move that he does where he dives and the ball's coming into maybe second base or third base, he dives to the bag as a runner and gives the tag by lifting up his arm and literally, like swimming, you know, and reaching around with the other arm, avoiding the tag that just came down. I mean, the, the tag's coming down. He lifts his arm and just like swim moves bit. I feel like we got to call that the hobby or body. Fit. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've um, seen it, I, I've never noticed it. I'm gonna have to look for it now.
0: It's awesome. You, yeah. You're. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, I, like I you know, again, I don't. i You're a
1: Cubs fan, so you've seen it more than I. You know, more than anybody else. Oh,
0: man. Dude, I, I'm privileged. Yeah, <laughs> privileged.
1: Bye is you know, is, uh yeah, he's having a special year so far.
0: He yeah. is. And I think he's he's getting, A-Rod said it tonight on the broadcast, which I mean, he they botched the shit out of that seventh inning stretch, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's another or mocked the shit out of it. Who knows? It was one or the other. Either they botched, it or they botched it. but in WB mm. terms, I'm just going to go ahead and say they botched it. Yep. Um, yeah. I think that he is, and Arod said he's his MVP because of the position that he's playing, which is shortstop. Um, and no no other shortstops are really doing what he does or do it on a consistent basis. But he's got to be in the running. At least for me, he's definitely in the running. Like he was last year, like runner up to Christian Yelich. I mean, it's one of those three at this point. It's Yelich. He's, he's like he's kicking ass. He's hitting the ball to right field with more than I've ever seen him do before. And last year he was the runner up. For the MVP. I mean, that's that's how special he's been early on this season. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So for mine, I, I I thought about it. I thought about it again. I've my brain has been all week. I'm so I got two. I'm calling one of mine the Carlos Peña. And mm. that's when you hit 20 plus home runs but you bat under 200. I love to make I like like I made fun of Chris Davis uh, this year, the beginning of this year. I made fun of Carlos Peña for like four previous years. Cuz every cuz again like being a Yankees fan, I saw him at his best when he was when when he was in Tampa Bay. And every time I would watch him play, he's always hitting like two oh seven or one and he, you know he did finish a couple of years batting under 200, but with 20 plus home runs. He did it two years in a row. And then uh he hit one of his last years he hit 197 19 home runs. But still he was I've always known him as a power hitter that that just like a Joey Gallo, a tr- you know the true outcomes. So I have that one, and then I have the Rick and Keel, and I'm going to call the Rick and Keel basically um, when you cannot find the plate. I don't know if anybody remembers Rick Keel. Yeah,
0: I do. <laughs>
1: Rick and Keel's yeah. infamous meltdown, where he absolutely like it literally ended his pitching career. It was that bad. He did it. You know, he went. He went back to the Myers. He became a, a fielder. He was a center fielder. Stayed with the Cardinals, of course, because this happened with the Cardinals. Stayed with the Cardinals. He became a pretty good hitter who was on a couple of those championship teams. So he had some good seasons with the Cardinals. So, And I know now, actually, I think he, he's in the he, – he tried to make a comeback, and I think he actually tried to make a comeback as a pitcher too. What? Mm. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> I, I read I read up on it, like, not that long ago. I, again, I, I could have sworn I read that Rick and Keel was trying to make a – oh, this was a couple of years ago. He was trying to make a comeback as a pitcher.
0: Wow, dude. I would even yeah.
1: – Yeah. After
0: that, like, it, it was, like, mm. embarrassing for a while. But, like, yeah. he really became – yeah, he was, like, a good power hitter for a little bit.
1: Really yeah. Know. You could call – well, you could call it the Rick and Keel or the Ricky Vaughn.
0: The lawn okay, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I like that. I like
3: that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I didn't – I only have, like, one, so – but mine is the Ellsbury. So, that's when you sign a multi-year contract and, like, you know, a seven-year contract with the Yankees and then – you know, get injured and don't play for two freaking seasons, and just you know, <laughs> wash up their whole freaking contract, and just like I don't even know, like
1: He's still got two more years.
3: Yeah, so I don't he's even know. Like, he's, he's not gonna play. I don't. I don't think he's gonna be on the field. I don't think. He's, I don't <laughs> don't Do
0: we put like pulled like a uh, Ellsbury, or is it? I, don't know.
1: I mean, you could call it the Ellsbury. You could call it. Uh, you could call it the Carl Crawford. Uh, what else could we call it? I'm trying off the top of my head. I'm trying. Um,
0: that's a good one, though. You could call. Yeah.
1: Uh, you could call it the Nomar when Nomar went to uh, Los Angeles.
0: Uh, when he went to the Cubs too. Yeah, uh, uh, when he went
1: to the Cubs.
0: I think I'm pretty sure he got hurt, but he wasn't there long. You know. Yeah. Uh, I was so excited about that trade. You have no idea. Well wow. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like man.
3: Yeah, that was terrible. That's a good one. Yeah, so I guess I don't have, I guess I don't have any anymore, but that was that was a good one yeah. though.
1: Yeah. I like that one. I, Like, I mean I don't like that one personally, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, again like I was I was super excited when they signed Alice because again he had and a lot of people called it, too. A lot of people said, yeah, why are you putting giving all this money to Elsberry? He's injury-prone. Yeah, he he's probably not going to be worth that contract. And I'm like, nah, man. Do you see how many bases he steals? He hits for average. He's got power. He's left-handed. So, obviously, he's going to get 40 home runs. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: If Darvish,
1: Darvish
0: doesn't improve, like, soon – we might be putting him in. He might be calling him the Ellsbury. Yeah, that kind mm, yeah. of ridiculous right now. But like, I mean, they won that game the other day not because of him. I mean, I'll yeah. take, I mean yeah. he, he's looked better this year, but he was hurt all, pretty much all last year. And before he got hurt, he was. In trouble. And I mean, his walking guys, obscene. I mean, it's just crazy to
1: rate these walking. I mean, It's uh, you take the risk, and sometimes yeah, at the end you take the risk with some of these guys. You want to get the you know you want to get the big name, and you, you I think some teams should know that what what it comes with. And you knew Ellsbury was injury prone. You you knew Darvish was injury prone. He had pre- he had injuries in Texas. True, mm-hmm. and, and you're the one that you know. And we see now it's no. This is why, besides Machado and Harper and No and and Arenado, the these are all younger guys. Or and Trout, but these are younger guys, guys in their mid twenties, who for the most part, Harper has never been hurt. He had that one fluke uh, ankle injury. Um, No, uh, Arenado's never been hurt. Trout has had a couple of injuries. Same with Machado, but again they're all in their, you know, mid 20s. But
0: I don't remember those guys missing even a significant amount of time though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, Machado uh, had that torn ACL I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, he had a torn ACL uh, a couple of years back and mm-hmm. he missed most of the season there. That's
3: true. Yeah. 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 Uh I... <sighs> I think I came up with another one. I I hit myself with this but um Greg Bird, he you could call uh Greg Bird when you hit one one big home run and then suck the rest of the your time. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you don't even have the opportunity to suck because 'cause you're always hurt. Oh
3: yeah. That's, true. that's another one too. Yeah. That could be that could be a lot of guys though.
1: Luke yeah,
3: stole that job though. Yeah.
1: I don't I and I, I think I said it last week. I don't know why anyone ever thought Luke Voigt and Greg Bird that was a that was a competition. I think mm. we all knew Luke Voigt was getting that job. I don't know why even Aaron Boone was like, Yeah, it's a true competition at first. We're like, we all know you're gonna get Voigt the job. So
3: like, Yeah, he he was really wearing one of his shirts like in the, like, right in one of the interviews. Yeah. like in the I think he just game. wanted
1: to, I think he wanted to give a little confidence to Birds, maybe just to be like, yo, this might not be, oh, he even gives some, like, you know, put a charge into void, like, hey, this isn't either one of your job. Do, you know. Yeah. And Bert, Bert did pretty well. Mm. He did, he did, he played pretty well in spring training. He, yeah. he got hot uh, in spring training. So,
3: yeah, he's, he like always
0: plays good at the start, though. Yeah, it it's up. like the carryover, though. Like that's why, just like, just like you just said, it wasn't really a competition because of what happened last year. Towards the end of last year, too, like mm-hmm. it's just it wasn't. It's not real. Like, if it, if he produces in spring training, he doesn't like he isn't super bad in spring training. It's his job. Yeah. 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 You know, like I mean, I guess I just stole it because. Stole it from him because of what he did, you know, last year pretty much more than more than spring training. Like I, you know, I I don't know, but he was so high on him. I don't know. I I wouldn't say I was, you know, interested or intrigued by it. But I was like, man, just you know, there's, there's room for pause there it's like he's pretty much just been touted. Like he hasn't done anything. so. Yeah, like Alex yeah. said, like that one big home
3: run. Like, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. I just, I was this is kind of going off topic, but I want to talk, I just want to call out some. I I actually really hate some Yankees fans. Like this past week, some Yankees fans were saying, "Let's," I don't know, maybe not some, maybe like this one guy was like saying, "Let's let's trade Judge. Let's go trade Judge for some big players, like because he's injury prone." I'm like, injury prone because of he he got last year he got hit by a pitch. And that's a fluke thing. Yeah. And then this year it was on a swing. Like you can't. It's not. He's not injury prone because he's because of fluke things. Like Jesus,
1: he's got. Yeah. Oh. Hey you know I I saw that tweet too, and I think again he's probably he's a person sitting in his mom's basement. Like I can't believe that Yikis, Yikis, the Yuki, judge guy, he got hurt again. <laughs> nah. <No! laughs> Ma, oh with God. the Broccoli Rob ready. Mom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: About everything. God, this is like t- turning into a cartoon now. He's, <laughs>
1: he's, the one, he, he, he's the one that like, you know, goes to the stadium. He's the one that's, you know, when the Yankees goes to the Red Sox, he goes, 27 rings, 27 rings. No, oh, yeah. shut yeah. up, daddy. I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I mean, I have been a Yankee fan since the day I was born. My parents were Yankee fans. They brought me up as a Yankee fan. I but I am a but I'm also a realist. I'm mm-hmm. not one of those people that's like, I'm not gonna trade Aaron Judge. I'm not trading, yeah. you know, just like a few years ago when Severino was bombing. I'm not trading him. He's yeah. he's one of the best pitching prospects in all of baseball. Just because he's having a little bit of a rough patch doesn't mean doesn't mean I'm you get rid of him. It just means they gotta go through what they gotta go through. And then they'll get better. I wonder what this guy will say uh, when Judge comes back and he hits, you know, he's hitting 320 and he bombs another and he bombs 40 home runs this year. And then maybe he has a big uh, game in the playoffs. What are you going to say after that?
0: It's ridiculous. And
1: and it's not like the the Yankees are rebuilding. Maybe Mm -hmm. if they're a rebuilding squad you think about for the better of the team, but they're not rebuilding. Yeah, they but even are. Then, a...
3: Even then he's the face of the team too. So, exactly.
1: Like... Derek if he, he's
3: hitting over 40
0: home runs and he's contending for the MVP. Like, and he's, he can't control the injuries that he's had. It's just like the Chris Bryant thing. Like you'd be mm-hmm. no surprise or maybe not surprised. Cause you're going through it with judge being Yankees fans, How many people around here are like in the Facebook groups that I that I'm that I'm in, that are just like trade regressing since his MVP year. Well, no shit. He had a fucking soldier uh, shoulder injury. He couldn't hit the power. I mean, we're seeing it now. Like this past week, he's coming to life. He wasn't. He wasn't bad. You could see it was going to come. It was just he got mm-hmm. off the Yeah. Like people mm-hmm. are, it's just like they just jump the gun, like every single game they're like weighing on every pitch. And I'm not saying that I'm not that kind of fan that like you know gets excited about a win or a loss from day to day or like what happens day to day. But I'm just like Soupy said, I'm a realist. Like you got to look at it that way. You can't be like, oh, you know, trade the MVP and somebody who can contend for another MVP just because he had a uh, down year, his 2017 year compared to his MVP year and rookie of the year year in 2015 and 16, which was still a damn good year in 2017 and not a bad mm-hmm. he just wasn't hit for power and all of a sudden you guys want to get rid of him. Well, he couldn't hit for power. His shoulder was bothering him. Yeah. Now it's just you know, so yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: I think I we, could do, we could do an entire show just going off on every fan because yeah. again, <laughs> I would I love to and the thing is too because of the internet because of social media it gets yeah. it gets pointed out even more but these are just mm-hmm. crazy stupid fans they, they've been they've been in existence since you know the dawn of time
3: yeah, yeah.
1: it's just now that they, they and now you can actually like now like the, it's they're not just talking to their dumb friends they're actually talking to billions of people all over the world that's oh the difference. <laughs> it's what, it's what.
3: you can't you just can't listen to them yeah, yeah. It's
1: almost, it's like,
3: it's i just don't understand how some of these people like they don't realize how stupid they sound like
0: yeah but they don't though they really don't like you you just have to it's like tr- it's so triggering like i i get triggered all the time and i'm just like okay i gotta respond to this other group chat i'm not gonna just keep scrolling keep scrolling, keep scrolling. i
1: never know i trust me i I've said things on Twitter that I think I, I say some like pretty rational things and I get told I'm a moron because I said <laughs> something rational by these irrational people. And I'm just yeah. like, I, I love when like someone goes off on me, tells me how stupid I am and I will literally respond back to them. I value your opinion. Thank you so much. I will take that into consideration. Literally I say that verbatim. And it pisses them off more than me going, Well, you know what? You're an idiot because you think that. Because that's what they want from
0: me. Yeah. <laughs> to my brother in law or like I guess future brother in law, because they're getting married, but um, he like he's a diehard socks fan. He just he trolls the fuck out of me. Like even on Twitter, like he's just mm-hmm. trying to get a rise out of me. I'm just like, all right, that's fine, you can think that way. Mm. At that, yeah. You know, like pretty much the same thing. I just value your opinion. Whatever.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean it's it's uh instructive criticism, so it's it's fine.
1: Nah, well constructive criticism well, it's more like uh implosive. Some of these people are more yeah, like implosive yeah, criticism. That, yeah. Go with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Attention. Let's call it what it is. They they're attention seekers. Yeah. Don't have the answer. Care to look for the answer? So instead, they'll just play the blame game, and they'll blame. <laughs> All right,
1: guys. And I'm gonna go with this, dear Yankee fans. I'm writing you a letter. I'm writing you an open letter, dear Yankee fans. Do not respond to any Red Sox fans from here until we win four champion, four more championships with twenty-seven rings. Mm-hmm. Sincerely yours.
0: There you go.
1: There you go. Stop! I I can't stand when I'm a die Man. again. I'm a diehard Yankee fan to the death, but I can't stand Yankee fans that you know, especially when the Red Sox won this past year. We still got 27 wins. We still got 27 wins. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's like what they're saying, but you know what? I want you to do with those 27 rings, tie them all together and use them as anal beads and shove them up your ass.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: I'm a
1: Yankee fan saying that. I'm a Yankee fan saying this. It
0: <laughs> I, arises... I, I agree with you so it, much, it, pisses, the...
1: it really does. Like, it, it shut up. We haven't won in 10 years. We haven't been to a World Series in ten years.
3: We haven't won the division since 2012.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'll go a step
0: further too. And I will I'm gonna bash our rivals for a second. The same people that say that also get mad when a superstar player from their rival says, Well, that city's pretty boring. I don't know. I don't really like <laughs> taking uh, a trip to there. Chris yeah. Bryant talking about St. Louis. Oh my god! He doesn't like coming to St. Louis! Oh it's boring! <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> just like going to St. Louis. Like, really? Like, is that a big I mean, it just added fuel to the, to the rivalry, but <laughs> it's the same type of people, like, freaking out over. Oh, yeah. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing there. People, like, I... you, have you been to St. Louis? Like, you live in St. Louis? Oh. And, yeah, it, it is a little boring. All right. So let's just start there. And then once you can admit to yourself about something, it makes the whole process a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like – I again, Yankee fan, I like going – I like hanging out of Yucky Way more than mm. – was it Mariano Parkway or whatever the hell it's called? I don't yeah. Know. I don't, whatever the I don't name is. I I rather go I rather go to the House of Blues in Boston or the Bleacher Bar mm. under Fenway Park. Oh, I yeah. love, you know, I love the dugout. Bill, I don't go. I don't go to Billy's. Billy's is uh, a big Yankee bar. I don't go there because it's so posh. Like when they redid it, it's all. It looks like a, tr- it looks like a trashy Manhattan nightclub outside Yankee yeah. Stadium, and and a regular beer is like ten bucks.
0: Like, mm. I want to go to Fenway so bad.
1: I like that. I do. I I enjoy the atmosphere around Fenway.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a lot better. General. I want to go to New York real bad too, but just Boston in general and Fenway, like something about it, like it just. I, I guess it's like more Wrigley, where it's got that old school feel to it. I, I
1: my dream is to go to like I want to go to Chicago Wrigley Town someday. That, that's uh, that's. Yeah. I'm gonna do that someday. You're gonna love. It. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, maybe I'm
0: being a little bit biased because. Obviously, I'm I love the Cubs, but I feel like you would love it. Like if you if you came for like a Yankees
1: Cubs,
0: you're you could you, you would love
1: it. We're around the anniversary. Uh, what was it? Two years ago? The uh, no, the uh, 21 inning game. Oh, oh yeah.
3: yeah, that was. I think that was two years ago.
1: It was around this time because I was remember writing one of my final papers for grad school. So it was mm. around this time. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Actually yeah, I, think yeah, yeah. I literally think it's tomorrow. Oh really? Mm. I legit think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow's the two year anniversary.
0: Yeah. Uh, Who got the big uh I refresh my memory. Who got the big knock in that?
1: I don't even remember. I,
0: I don't remember. I either. just re-
1: I just remember I took the day off from work the next day because I had to write a paper and I'm like, and I'm like, I ain't going to bed. I ain't going to bed. Uh, I watched that entire game.
3: Yeah, me
0: too. me too. I know I watched that entire game. That yeah. And I why that's I don't know why it's slipping my memory because the extra hitting games are like, and, and people there was something on. Now we're speaking like, better, like um, have weird takes or yeah. is, maybe this isn't a bad take necessarily, but to me it is. This guy thinks that anything past nine or 10 innings should end in a tie. And I think that's what that is. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah no, it's a real, it's a real thing that's going on Twitter. <laughs>
1: yeah. What the? Oh. Well, like I, again, I, and I brought this up earlier. Um,
0: much more. I remember those games so much more vividly, usually. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, this is fucking awesome. More baseball. And then you get
1: to the big hit, the big save or walk off. Like, yeah. It's... But,
0: anyways, go ahead, Sophia.
1: Well, I was going to say, like, you know, I know people that are pushing for the games to be seven innings. What's So, f- yeah. Well, like, either right, So, again, I work for a minor league team. The, what the rule is in minor league... When you have a doubleheader, you play two seven-inning games. You don't play nine; you play two seven-inning games. That's a rule in the minor leagues, and a lot of people want. And, and I think, I think actually, at some point, I think the major leagues actually might adopt that same rule.
0: Wow, I, I, well, I, I don't like
3: that at all.
1: I, I, I honestly think I would prefer it
3: i I wouldn't mind it for double headers, but yeah, like I, think, for, I, I think a
1: double header i wouldn't mind it i would I think I would prefer for a double header
0: that, okay that's reasonable yeah that's, but like but you're also not getting the same double headers I don't know how it is in the minors, but like with the major you're not getting the same double headers where it used to be like back to back like a real double header it's like you got a day game and then you got like three hours off, four hours
1: off you got a night game. What we do – well, mm-hmm. what they do in the minors is it's set two seven innings, 45 minutes in between each.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Uh, that makes
0: – then you would probably prefer
1: it for sure. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I actually like it. It, get, it gets everything done quick. And, I don't mind. And, 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 key, and instead of three hours key- in between – where, you know, you get, t- you know, you get cooled down, you know, you kind of have to restart the juices. Uh, it's 45 minutes. It's still enough time to, you know, change, change out, you know, change into a new uniform, grab a quick bite to eat, and you're right back out. Your mind is mm-hmm. still in the game. Mm-hmm. So, quick too. Can't forget that for the player. Yeah, yeah. For you. For me. Yeah, it's mostly for me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I don't care about the players. I care about myself. I want to get out of there.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> I like that. We need to we definitely need to uh schedule something here soon, but uh, like go into a game. that's we'll we'll save that for another day. Talk about I th- that. Uh, yeah Wait,
1: where where's the all star game this year?
0: Uh Cleveland. Well, it's closer to me. No, no it's not. Oh, yeah, it is closer. It's I like, could go, I think it's like you know. Five hours me.
1: Uh, it's, nine o- it's nine hours for me because I have uh, – it might be less. I don't know. I've driven to Ohio uh, a mm. couple of times, but, like, where Cedar Point is. So, like, it's more – I think that's more central Ohio, like yeah. southern central Ohio. And I know Cleveland's more northern Ohio,
0: mm.
1: I think. Huh. I don't know. I, I, I didn't pay attention to geography
0: but <laughs> my, my heart yeah, set on Boston now. Cause I've been like hype like, and she really wants to go to Boston too. So I don't know. I mean, I know it's not, that's not the decision maker, but mm-hmm. definitely would, if we like set something up for like even the Yankees. I mean, I know that's going to be like extremely expensive probably too, but if we set up like a Yankees uh, Red Sox game, like I'm, a hundred percent,
3: do that. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: if it's a, if it's at Yankee Stadium, I can take the train.
3: I think we talked about that. Like, there's a they play at the end of Ju- no end of July and at Fenway, and then they play at Yankee Stadium at the beginning of August. So,
0: yeah, I want to. I would. That's where I really want to go to is Boston. So I would. Mm-hmm. I would prefer like that would be awesome. Dude, like. I don't know. Just get a feel for that rivalry too, like in person. If you guys been to Yankees Red Sox games, I'm
3: assuming. Yeah, I was. My first <laughs> one was last year. I've I talked about this before in the show, but like the one I went to was awful. It was the one where Porcello per- pitched a one hit one hit shutout against the Yankees. It was just terrible. Oh my god.
1: I've done Yankees Red Sox at Fenway and at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I. I, I and I've kind of and I've kind of done pretty well with this. I don't go to rivalry games anymore because I just don't want to deal with it. Like I don't like I'm a you know I don't go to Yankees Red Sox anymore. I don't go to Giants Cowboys anymore. Mm. I I'm mm. a Penguins fan for hockey. I will never go to a Penguins Flyers game. Mm. I just don't want to deal with it.
3: That makes sense.
1: I. Oh, yeah. I, I
3: Sorry. Um, Yeah, go ahead.
1: uh, So, like a quick story. It was two thousand nine. It was the year that the Yankees lost like nine straight games to Mm. the Red Sox. I went to one of the games at Fenway. They were down five to. They were down five nothing. A Rod hit a two run double to bring them down to five to two, and this was later in the game. I think it was like the seventh inning. The only time I got to cheer, I cheered. And Mm. I tried to high five another Yankee fan. It was a girl. Tried to high five her like right there. And her boyfriend was right next to her who was a Red Sox fan. I tried to high five her. He like ripped her arm down and he told me and he told me to go and he basically told me to go fuck myself. And then there was another big, big, big Hispanic woman. And she told me to shut the fuck up and sit my ass down.
3: Oh my god!
1: And the Yankees were still losing five to two at that point.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say something too about last year at Fenway. I had it was like when Judge was hurt, so I made this sign. It was like, what was it? Yeah, court is adjourned. So it was kind of like a, it was kind of supposed to be funny. I made yeah. that sign. I held, I was kind of holding up the whole game, but then nobody did anything during the game at all. But after the game, like walking out of the stadium, holding like carrying that sign, all the Red Sox fans were like mm-hmm. making fun of me for it and everything. And like saying shit about it, like yo, uh, blah 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 blah, you lost, you lost the game, blah, blah or whatever. Like I, they were all, everybody was drunk too, so it's like it made it worse.
1: I was at a Yankees Red Sox game in college. Fifteen, uh, of, 15 of us went. Fifteen mm-hmm. of us. Everyone was a Yankees fan except my roommate, and we're all hanging out. We're having, you know, we're in the ble- you know, we're in the upper deck. We're just, you know, we're just there to like go to a game and have some fun. These two Yankee fans behind us are all over my roommate, like calling him an asshole, take your hat mm. off, what the fuck, and all fit all of us, we were like, dude, what the fuck, we're going to like get the fuck out of here, we're going to kick your ass, and they go to us, you're Yankee fans, and you're defending this Red Sox fan, I'm like, dude, this is my roommate, I don't fucking know you. I'm gonna beat your ass before anything else. I don't care
3: about oh, yeah. what you
1: root for. This is my roommate. I'm like, shut up.
3: Yeah, really. Like, I don't care what if they're if you're a Red Sox fan. Like, I'm not gonna hate you for anything for yeah. no unless you do something to me. Like,
1: yeah, uh, I've got uh, I got uh, again I went to a Giants Cowboys game. It was late in the season too. It Was. It was in December, so I think both of them were, like, trying to get a playoff spot. The the Cowboys ended up winning this game. The Cowboys ended up winning this game, and we're Mm -hmm. walking out. We're walking down the tunnels, you know, to to get out of the stadium. uh, You just hear Cowboys fans yelling, fuck the Giants, and I got beer bottles thrown at me. Oh my god! I got legit beer, but I'm like, dude, you guys won the game. Like, why are you throwing beer bottles at me?
0: That's crazy, Soupy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Case in
1: point, but... I don't go to rivalry games anymore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. And, I'm, I'm like, it's kind of weird. Like, I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm also an Eagles fan. So, like, I see how bad Eagles fans could be. Like, I, I can admit that. Like, Eagles fans are probably the worst. Like, they just do stupid, the stupidest shit. Dude, like I I've, ever, I've ever seen my first ever Bears game this last
0: year. I've been a dire my entire life. Never been to a Bears game. I've been to a you know, Blackhawks, Bulls, a shit ton mm-hmm. of I've even been to White Sox games. Ooh, I've never been to a Bears game. And it was the playoff game, the Eagles mm-hmm. and the Bears. And honestly, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't have that many bad experiences. But the one that I did, like, this dude was a fucking moron. He was an Eagles. Mm. Fan. I was like, "What? Was like, you realize how many Bears fans are surrounding you? Why are you like that? Like, he was talking so much trash to this girl. That's first of all, it's a woman, and you're like talking yeah. to her. I don't know. It, it wasn't like normal like sports hatred stuff. It was. It was a little. Ex- it, it was bad.
3: It was bad. Um, yeah. Jesus.
0: So. Anyways, I, I'm not saying that's I hate it. Yeah. Because mm. I know you're an Eagles fan, right, well, you're not like that. So.
3: Yeah, like sometimes people like go and say like, "Oh, these are how all the fans are." Like, no, like this, some people just put a bad name to it. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of friends that are Eagles fans that are really nice people, so it's not, they're uh, not all like that.
3: Yeah,
0: no. actually, I'm going the. <laughs> this is not a good example. Somebody that's an Eagles fan that's a complete jerk, but. Anyways, no, I yeah, I know that there's like even without knowing them, that there's like a lot of good Eagles fans. I'm sure I already know. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like the
3: same. It's it's like the same thing with like any team. Like even even the Yankees, like where all these fans saying twenty seven, twenty seven. Like those those are those are the, uh, the fans that put a bad name to it sometimes. Mhm. They like, talking all this shit. Can't let that uh, dictate
0: the way you view everything just because couple people run just like anything
3: So, next up, we got our uh, pitcher and hit of the week for this week. So, Joey, well, I'll go with you first. What do you, you got? Uh,
0: yeah, I've got – man, I got to go with Kyle Hendricks. I mean, the professor, back to his old tricks, but even better than – I mean, probably, maybe his best outing that I've – Ever seen? I mean, it's got to be his best outing, and I've seen a lot of his performances, a lot of his outings, and just eighty-one pitch shutout. I mean, you just can't say enough about that. The guy was just incredible, pulling the Maddox. You know, all the comparisons that you get with him and and Maddox, and I mean, it, it's it's real. Like he's got, he's mm-hmm. the real. Team. So, um, and then my hitter of the week, I've got. Rizzo, so yeah, I definitely went like Homerish with these two picks, but um, mm-hmm. like I just, you know, I just love what they're doing. I mean, he's killing it right now. He's heating up. Everybody thought that he was pretty much going to be. Well, they everyone was just getting mad because he mm-hmm. started out slow, but like he starts out slow every year. So I don't know why people were freaking out. But yeah, um, yeah seven for eighteen, three eighty-eight, three bombs. And nine RBIs, and that's just from Tuesday on. So he didn't, uh, they didn't have a game on Monday, and they didn't have a game on Thursday. So basically, just I believe that's just five games from Tuesday to Sunday, and he hit three bombs and drove in nine. So (laughs) I think that's a pretty good week right there.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh...
0: Leading them, you know, leading them to the sweep over the Cardinals. So you can't, you can't beat that.
3: Well, yeah, so mine, I have, I had, uh, from my pitcher, I had Tyler, Tyler Glassnow of the Rays, and we talked about earlier in the show about how the Rays have been, you know, getting off to a hot start, and then, you know, Glassnow's been a big part of that. He's, the pitching staff has been phenomenal, and Glassnow had, down on Friday, he had, uh, he won seven innings, didn't give any runs up, and struck out nine, so that, that was really good performance for him, and, uh, you know, I guess I count Sunday as part of the week too. So Sunday was he had a really good performance as well. Um, seven, he also went seven innings that week and had it. I mean that day and, and had eight strikeouts. So he had 17 total strikeouts for the week. So that was definitely a good performance. And then oh, my basketball. hitter, my hitter was um, Gary Sanchez. You know, he's he, he kind of started off slow too, but you know he's getting hot now. And he had this week he was he was seven for 18 too and four four bombs and drove in a number of runs and then you know he's a lot of Yankees fans were kind of b- jumping on him last year for the season, the down year he had but he just it was just a down year for him he's he's bounced back this year i i said before the season that he was going to you know come back come back strong this year and he's been doing that so far he's still obviously he's got to work on his defense but you know it's He'll he'll get there eventually, I think. If he's still young, he's still got a lot to work on. And just like you know, the other other Yankee that's like that is Miguel Andujar, which a lot of a lot of Yankees fans always you know jump on it. But it's just like early in the show we talked about. We got people that you know a lot of fans are jump too soon on somebody for something they like that when they yeah. have so much time, when they still have too much so much time to work on it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a great pick. Yeah, Sanchez had a monster week, and Glasnow, oh, I got, man. I, I have Glasnow in a lot of fantasy leagues, so I, I'm extra happy that he had such a good week. So yeah, definitely.
3: <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna do it here this week for a regular maybe episode, but we're gonna actually have another fantasy episode for the first time in a couple weeks coming out as well around the time that this episode comes out. So. You know, if you listen to this, then right afterwards, listen to the fantasy one too. Get some, you know, tips on DFS for today. And then also on anything else fantasy, you know, Um, I had Johnny Black and Joey Ricotta on that show. So definitely tune into that. And then also tune in next week for some more great content as we're moving along in the season. And just... Um, a reminder, you can never have too much pot tar.